When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Dilly Ding Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. Joining me here in the bowels of the King Power Stadium, I'm Rob Tanner. It's James Sharp and Sharp Hello. joining me today doing the live blog. And we've just uh, sat through Craig Shakespeare's press conference pre the trip to Manchester City on Saturday. And there's some, been some uh, big team news coming out. And it's not particularly good news for Leicester City. James, what's the big team news? Uh, well, first of all, Danny Drinkwater is ruled out for the rest of the season with a thigh injury. He was uh, substituted in the second half uh, of the victory over Watford with what at the time Shakespeare said was a precaution after picking up a knock in training, but it seems like that's, that's a more serious injury now because it's a, a grade one uh, strain in his thigh. Grade one is the, is the lowest of the grades, so it's not overly serious. He said it should be about four weeks-ish it will be. Um, so there's that, which is a bit of a blow for, for Drinkwater because he struggled with a, with a hip flexor problem earlier in the season, which has seen him ruled out of it's the last three England squads now uh, through different injuries and niggles. Um, so he's missing for the rest of the season. And also Robert Huth will not be available and neither will Wes Morgan. So that's a big crisis at centre-back um, for Leicester. So Wes is still struggling with his hamstring problem that he had when he came off in the Champions League quarter-final and Robert Huth is struggling with a foot injury. So that leaves a pretty big gap alongside Ben Lawan in Leicester City's defence. Yeah, he said they were hoping uh, Wes would be back for this game. Um, it's a, a back problem. I think it's associated with a nerve which is causing a problem with his hamstring. Um, so he is definitely out Man City, but they'll find out tonight whether Robert Hoof is definitely out because he's had a scan on his foot and they get the results tonight. But he said he, he was a major doubt and when you say a major doubt, we don't expect him to play. So there's going to be a few um, a few issues for Shakespeare to address because we saw with Crystal Palace uh, against Man City, if you go there light at the back and play uh, somebody like Jeff Schlupp at centre-back, you can see what happens. Um, but uh, he said he's got a few options. Now, I found one of the options that he mentioned quite interesting because we, we know Marcin Veseleski could be an option although he's only played about five times all season hasn't made an appearance since February Danny Amati impressed in the, in the Africa Cup of Nations playing as a centre-back uh, Christian Fuchs has played as one of three centre-backs before he's an option but then he mentioned Ben Chilwell were you surprised when he said Ben Chilwell could play centre-back? Um, a little uh, I mean he may well be able to play there but I don't, don't expect him to play there Um if anything, you'd have Chilwell coming in at left back and, and Fuchs in at centre back. So I think he was just trying to make the situation sound less drastic than it than it than it is. Um but it is interesting to see who he goes with. If if I were shaky, I wouldn't go with Vasilevsky. I think I think we're all agreed that his time at, uh, in Leicester's first team is is coming to an end. Um I would like to see them give Daniel Amati go there because he does so he plays so well there for for Ghana in the African Cup of Nations was in the African Cup of Nations team of the tournament for his performances as centre back but for whatever reason it is Leicester City do not like to give him the chance of playing at centre back even when Claudio was here even Wilfred and Didi dropped in at, at centre back for the 
back back end of the game against Chelsea. So I'd like to see him give him to that. There's all, of course, there's also Elliot Moore who plays in the young in the youngsters, and he's come up and trained with the first team from time to time when they need a bit of defensive cover there. So he's an option, but obviously I doubt that that they'd go with him. Or he can play three at the back like they did in the second half against Atletico Madrid, and perhaps play Ben Lawan and Fuchs one side, maybe Simpson the other, and go that way. But it'd be interesting, and also you, you've got to say that. Gabriel Jesus and De Bruyne might be licking their lips a little bit. Now, I personally would like Christian Fuchs to play in there just for his experience. <laughs> um, with Johan Benalouan, he's not that experienced at True. this level. You know, he's only just come into the side. He's played very well, performed very well. And ironically, from being out of the Premier League squad and looking like he was surplus to requirements, he's now become the most important defender at the club. Uh, but I'd like Christian Fuchs alongside him with his experience and Chelwell in at left-back personally for me. I just think that would be the way forward. Daniel Marty. We haven't seen him play centre-back for, for him, too, but it would be a bit of a, a gamble. Now, I know what uh, all your listeners are thinking, you know, with, with the depleted squad through injuries, coming towards the end of the season, and not a massive amount to play for. Why aren't they giving the young lads a chance in the side that have been out on loan and impressed Harvey Barnes, Tom Lawrence, and, and even bring back Matty James and give him a game at the end of the season, having impressed and played regularly at Barnsley? Well, here's the answer. We don't think they can, no. um, because as far as we understand it, um, loan deals are done from window to window, which would mean that they are not allowed to play, because even though they're back from their loans at MK Dons and Barnsley, um, uh, and Ipswich for Tom Lawrence, uh, we think that they are not available to play for us, does he? No, I don't think you'll see Harvey Barnes or Matty James or Tom Lawrence in a Leicester shirt. It's a shame, really. It's a shame. It is. It'd be great. I mean, having, I mean, especially Harvey Barnes and the and Tom Lawrence, the impact they've had. And we know what Matty James has got to offer until he, he picked up that knee injury. He was uh, regular alongside Esteban Cambiasso. He was keeping Danny Drinkwater out the side. So with Danny Drinkwater out of action, it would be timely to have Matty James back and, and, and fit again, but uh, not to be, I'm afraid. So they, they carry on without those guys. Their seasons are now over, although um, Harvey Barnes has been playing under-23s. They are eligible to play under-23 football if they want, but I don't. I, well, I think Harvey might, but uh, they're finished now, aren't they? They're under-23s, that's mm-hmm. it. They're done. Season, season is over. Uh, looking ahead now, um, once again, Shakespeare was asked about his position. Once again... It's almost like the, the news is no news, isn't yeah. it? There was not a lot he could say, not a lot he could add about his position. We say it every time, though. He can't do much more than he's done already. He did say, though, that um, he would be happy if he was offered the job. Yes, he did. I mean, it's getting to the stage now where, as it, before he even sits down, he can even say before questions asked, saying, no, I don't know anything more about the future, so don't bother asking. But he will keep getting asked until the season is over because... As we've said loads of times on here before, it's getting to the stage where the longer it drags on, the fewer things you can get sorted, and the slower it gets. But as you mentioned in there, he's got a he's got a recruitment meeting to go to, um, and he's got all these. And he's he already said before that he's being involved in pre-season, and we know that he's got an assistance contract which runs into however long that was, and if he's not managing next year, he'll still be assistant. So of course, he's going to be involved in a few of these things. But he is talking like a manager, uh, and he's like he said. He said he'd be he'd like to get it, and he's he, he didn't quite go as far as to say he'd be disappointed if he didn't. But he, I mean, he tried to get the words out in a way which suggested that he wouldn't be. But but he he would be. Of course, he would be. 
and, he, and he was he was asked what score he'd give himself out of ten if um, if he had to give himself some end of term grades, and he said about a seven or an eight. And if that's not good enough to give him the job long term, I don't know what it is. Well, seven wins out of ten. A nomination for Manager of the Month. Uh, only Spurs have picked up more points in those 10 games than Leicester City. It has been a rejuvenation of Leicester City. Uh, it's this Leicester City of last season under Shakespeare. So if uh, if uh, the club owners want to go down the same road and see if they can build on uh, the success of uh, last season and a top eight finish if they can get it as well this season, it's not a bad finish at all by Leicester City standards, then who knows next season. But uh, it look, does sound like it's business as usual though still with Shakespeare in the helm, despite the uncertainty over his position, if he's sitting in, in on, on recruitment meetings and planning for next season. Yeah, you'd imagine so, wouldn't you? Because um, um, you, would, you would imagine that as an assistant manager, he probably wouldn't have been included in the, in the depth as that. And It's not like he's just going to these meetings to, to make the tea, is it? He'll be, mm. he'll be giving his views about who they, who they want to sign, who they want to get rid of, and what the plans are for the future. So... He's being involved in all of this, and as I said, I think it's just a matter of matter of time, really. Um, obviously, he was asked today about the, the constant rumor mill that is now starting. That's another part of his job as manager that he's not had to deal with as an assistant. He's now getting asked every week about players wanting to leave and who you're going to sign, and that's another aspect of thing he's got to deal with. Yeah, we're going to get a lot of this now. It's really starting to crank up. We said this morning that the rumour mill really turned overnight because there was plenty of rumours about Vardy for Atletico Madrid, Mares for everybody in Europe, Kasper Schmeichel still on the radar. and He was asked about keeping players for next season. There was reports of a gentleman's agreement with Riyad Mares to convince him to sign his new contract last season to give City one more year. Well, here we are, a year on. Would they honour such a pledge? He said he didn't. Know, he wasn't aware of it. He wasn't aware of a gentleman's agreement, and he has signed a, a, a massive contract. Yeah, of course. Um, like you said, he said uh, I'm not aware of a gentleman's agreements, and if they were in place, then I, I should be made aware of them. But as far as we understood it, in the summer, no actual bids came in for Mares, so okay. it wasn't as though he was going to leave and then could say, "Oh, I'll give you one year, lads. Don't don't worry about it." But like we've said, he signed a big contract on big wages, and if a team wants to get him out of that contract they're going to have to pay a heck of a lot of money to Leicester who are no longer a selling club and they're going to have to pay him a, a, a pretty penny with his wage packet as well so it's a, it's a case of do they want to Shakespeare was asked about Mares and he said he's he's seen no change in him he's still the same Riyad he's still in training laughing joking and as far as he's concerned and as far as he's been told in his conversation with Riyad Riyad is happy here but we had all this last season, didn't we? We had all the speculation about Mares over last summer. Nothing materialised. Whether that'll be the same again this summer or not, I'll have to wait and see. Uh, I know Leicester fans will be wanting to know about ins, players incoming uh, this summer, and they were linked today. And this is one of those rumours that sometimes you think, well, that makes sense. There's probably uh, you know a lot of um, credit to that one. It's the James Justin, the 19-year-old right-back uh, Luton Town, has been linked with a £400,000 move. To, to City now this one would add up for me um, we don't know uh, concrete yet but um, I think the, the bit, a bit of a giveaway is the fact Leicester have played a pre-season friendly now against Luton that might be part of any deal but um, they've got a, a good young understudy for Fuchs at the moment in Ben Chilwell who's come through the ranks here makes sense to bring in a good young promising right back to be the understudy to Danny Simpson wouldn't it yeah it's one area of the side where you'd think that the future didn't quite look as rosy as in other positions. Um, like I say, you've got Chilwell at left-back. 
Um, that obviously, that there's no secret in the fact that Leicester are looking to bring in younger centre backs, so they know that's an area that they're looking to strengthen. Uh, in midfield, you've got Ndidi, who's 20. Uh, as I've mentioned earlier, you've got Harvey Barnes and Tom Lawrence, who are all young players who are there for the future. Um, but you'd say it right back that you've got you've got Danny Simpson, and other than that, you've got a few makeshifts. You've got a mask can play there and and such like. So this would seem like a good one for the future. As Simpson's he's got that place nailed down for a long time, now, and as defensive right backs go in the Premier League, there are a few that you can name that are as defensively sound and consistent as Danny Simpson. Um, so they're just looking to build for the future, and I think. I think it makes sense. I think it's a good move. As far as we understand, they, they've scouted him a lot. So uh, they will know what he's about and they'll know who he'll fit in. So if, if the reports are true, then, then it's, it's a good thing. I think. Now, I think we can state that uh, Sheikh was asked about it today and he said uh, it's not a name he's heard, but he then he did emphasise that he was going to this recruitment meeting this afternoon. So it might be a name that crops up this afternoon. I'd be surprised if it wasn't. Yeah, but as you said, like, uh, it may be sheer coincidence that on the day after... Leicester announced a pre-season friendly with Luton. The story started to break about them wanting to sign a Luton defender. Yeah, I mean it may just be coincidence, or it may be a little part of the package. But I think I know which option I'm choosing. Well, let's finish with football then. Leicester City heading to Manchester City. The scene of one of the greatest afternoons of last season's most memorable season. That win there last season, that was incredible. I missed the first 20 minutes because I was caught in that notorious M6 traffic. And I was listening as Robert Hoof scored in the car, getting frustrated that I wasn't there in the stadium and doing my job. But uh, you were there. It was a great atmosphere. It was, yeah. Um, I think one of my... Well, there's quite a few uh, residing memories from that game, which is more than just Robert Hoof being on a hat-trick after an hour. Riyad Mahrez's goal, which um, I voted for at the end of the season as being the goal of the season. He just made three... Man City players look like fools putting two on their backsides and sticking it into Joe Hart's near post um, but my, my memory is that the full time whistle um, one of the Man City fans who sat in front of us turned round, marched up to the top of the press box and declared that Leicester had made them look like a pub team and and they had and yeah. they had, they'd made the team that everyone thought were going to waltz to the title on their own patch they just dismantled them and that was the moment for, for most people most fans and also I think Shaky's mentioned it as well. That was the moment where everyone first sat up and thought, "This, this, this is a title-winning team. That this team can do it. They're not just, they're not just here because they've fluked it. They're a proper side." Yeah, well, I did make it. I did catch that the the, the, the hour, an hour of the game. So I, did, I was there for Mars's, um, for Mars's strike. And yeah, you're right. I, absolutely. On the drive home, that was the first time I, I allowed myself to think, "Well, they could actually go on and do this." They've just just beaten one of the best sides in the division. They haven't just beat them. They dismantled them on their own turf. Um, but uh, we'll be going back and be a very different Man City. It's Pep Guardiola's Man City now, and they've had a difficult transitional mm. season. But uh, you know, we saw them dismantle Crystal Palace. They, this be under no illusion. It's going to be a tough one. Yeah, I mean, well, obviously, when they came here to the King Power Stadium in the, at the first part of the season, it was almost as though Pep Guardiola was had either never seen Leicester play before, or was just so kind of arrogant in his own philosophy that he didn't care that the way he was playing was going to play right into Leicester's hands. And even though they were struggling to beat. Anyone, let alone Man City, he just played with a really high line, gave Mares loads of space on his own, Vardy loads of space, and Vardy scored a hat trick and, and they won. I think it's going to be a different different matter on Saturday. They look at a different side now. Uh, they said that, that performance against Palace looked really really ruthless, as you say, against Jeff Schlupp at centre back. I mean, that mm. was always going to end in tears, wasn't it? And 
it's going to be a tough one, I think. Um, it's going to be a real tough one, especially with Leicester's injury worries. Um, but but they're safe, aren't they? So it doesn't really matter. Well, I think Leicester City know what they've got to do. They've got to battle. They've got to mm. get into them because we, we heard Pep himself when he, they were here saying, I am not the coach for the tackles. We don't do the tackles. Well, you've got to do some tackles in the Premier League and uh, Leicester City need to be on the front foot from the first minute, don't they? Get at them, unsettle them like they did here. And have a go. They've got nothing to lose. It'd be great if they can finish top eight, but they're safe now. Mm. So uh, I don't think we'll see a uh, cagey or cautious Leicester City. I think Shakespeare said again today they're on the, at their best on the front foot. So let's see if they start on the front foot this week. So check back on the Mercury website. All the big build-up to Saturday's game. We've got all the stories coming out of today's press conference and all the features building up to the big game. And don't forget to log on to the Mercury website for the live blog on Match Day, which, James, you'll be running, won't you, mm-hmm. on Match Day, uh, so you can interact with James. And uh, then, obviously, back to the Mercury website and our Facebook page for all the reaction and reports from the game. So this is Rob Tanner at the King Power Stadium and James Sharp saying goodbye for now, and we'll join you next time. <laughs>